0: Finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. I wish I could make the chat bigger, but whatever. Oh, I bet if I go studio mode, theater mode. Guys, I'm uh, I'm putting
1: my email in the first comment. I'm going to pin it at the top this time, and um, you can figure it out from there. So the winner of uh, tonight's giveaway will use that email and um, email me your address so that I can get the, the thing sent out. And um, I need another couple of minutes to dial in what we're going to do for the contest tonight. Uh, we're winning this all the way. I, I have been in Iowa for the last three days at an event and picking up my daughter from my mom's. And I did not have time to, to plan and prepare. Along with the beginning of the week, I was cramming videos in so that I could get them scheduled to go live at the right time the last couple days. I've just been Joel's like, busy guy. I've been dragging tail, man. I've been working all day.
0: <laughs> yeah. In designing cartridges and CAD. Yeah? Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Did, has anybody seen your the one that already came out?
0: You should show people that. That's really cool. Because I, I bet not too many people have seen it yet. The, the ammunitions? Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, haven't seen the press releases, um, I have been working well. I guess the press releases don't really talk about me because I'm behind the scenes, but I've been working with American Sniper, um, on some pretty cool projects. Um, it's been really, really fun to get to kind of work on Chris Kyle's legacy and get to work with Taya. Um, and then kind of some licensees of that brand. So one of the, one of the cool things that we've got going on right now is a project with United Forces Enterprises, uh, which is, I think they're one of the largest ammunition importers Um, in the country, so pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But we actually are working on a big program right now to kind of rebrand a lot of that custom or high-end European ammunition as American sniper branded ammunition. So, I actually don't know where you can see any of it. I know it's for sale on Sportsman's Guide, Mm -hmm. so I think I'll go see if any of it's on there. Yeah, try to pull it up and show people, that'd be fun. Um, So, I've been doing a lot of the kind of the whole brand creation for that whole thing. So, American Sniper Ammunition is a licensed um, name of American Sniper, so it's trademarked, and then just doing all of the brand design for all of that stuff Um, and packaging design and stuff like that, you know, through my company, Stoke Design Co. Pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, so we're going to throw it. I'll just, real quick, um, pull this over here and see if I can go big monitor. Oh, there you go. Look at you. So, Beauty. right here, I just went to sportsmansguide.com and searched for American Sniper and it brought up some of the products that we brought in. So, uh, we've got some 9mm Full Metal Jacket, 124 grain, should be some 115 grain coming in too. but. Uh, a couple of 124s, um, should be some 115, like I said, and then some shotgun ammo. So there's going to be four lines of ammunition. We've got range line, which is obviously your plinking ammo, and then we've got a hunt line, and then a match line, and a duty-grade line that are all coming online. So there's going to be a whole bunch of ammunition products dropping. Um, It's going to be really large quantities and stuff like that. So That's sweet. Hopefully I don't get in trouble for talking about it. But, I mean, (laughs) obviously this stuff is... It's public, It's kind of out there, yeah. um, It's out out there enough. Um, We were kind of keeping it on the DL until the press releases went out and it kind of launched. So now that it's all public, it's kind of fun to get to talk about it, but um, some cool products there. So I've been having a lot of fun working on all this stuff. So pretty fun stuff. Yeah, man, congrats on that. That looks really cool. The designs look great. Yeah, I'm excited. Simple, clean. I like it. Let's see, shut that off. Oh, nope, wrong button. (laughs) Get us back, Rex. Bring us back home. Bring us back. Where is it? There we go. Okay, now (laughs) we're back. (laughs) (laughs) There's always something. Uh, That's awesome.
1: There we go. Nice. All right, I'm just sharing the link for the live stream on a couple different socials, and uh, we can get going. Um, Here's the strike pack. You want to pull that out? and. Show people what's in the swag pack
0: tonight. Yeah, let me. All right, you can do some too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I haven't even seen this. Well, it's just a you know
1: some items that I that I have regularly um, sitting around, and so this will be what goes to the uh, the winner of tonight's tonight's giveaway. So.
0: So I've seen a whole bunch of these at matches. Don't have one. Yeah. I think they're pretty cool. They're actually um, not allowed at most matches. Really. Yeah, because, because they don't actually block your chamber.
1: Well, because there could still be a round in the chamber, even though there's really no way for that round to go off.
0: I mean, I guess one could cook off.
1: It could, potentially. that happens. You know, but it's just yeah. as likely that anything yeah. else could happen, too. Huh. But anyway, it's fun to have
0: on the range. Oh, I like it. You know, so mag block, yep. Okay, got a 9 is greater than 45, just like everybody knows. Yeah. Um, we've got a... Porn patch. Whatever. <laughs> Quit that crap. Oh <laughs> God. See the story behind that. If nobody knew, I mean, if
1: everybody saw that Precision Rifle Network, which this font came from an old TV show that I used uh-huh. to love with Jennifer yeah. Garner called Alias. Okay. So yeah. the font is actually called Alias, and I loved the font, and it I looked like that font it that looked pretty see. good originally, and it made it looked really good on a patch, and just everything looked pretty right, good about, about it. Yeah. And so. Uh, <laughs> It was Precision Rifle Network, obviously, but dudes yeah. dudes were like, hey, man, where's the, where's the O? Where's the O? I'm like, gosh dang it. Now that you said that I can't unsee it, Yeah. and it just pissed me off, so I changed it to the arrow. Changed
0: it to the arrow. And which makes a lot of a sense. Did a little distressed font. I like it. Yep. Yep. Dude, this is a good little swag bag, so you have got some stickers. Yeah. One, sticker, one of the stickers is for you, because I didn't know oh, if you had yeah, one. Yeah, I don't now. have one. Now I do. <laughs> oh, sorry, you only get one. <laughs> <laughs> Another Precision Rifle Network thatch ski. Yeah, the new this one. This one says competitors, hunters, operators, send it. Send it. And did you notice I like a shape is a diamond-shaped target? The shape is a target. Yep. It's got a little hanger up there. Yep, know. yep. I like it. There you go. Is that a JC steel target? <sighs> well, or it's... a big dog steel target? I or, I don't... Uh, who am I going to... Who are you sponsored Who by? am I going to tick off? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. This Joel's this not is... sponsored by a target maker. This is all political.
1: This is. industry is so political. Yeah. I can't even say that without getting in trouble by someone for something.
0: Okay. Huh. Yeah. I the, th- only, the only person I per- personally know that makes Targets is Jake. Is Vibbert. Yeah. yeah. And he makes great stuff, and I've purchased from him. Yeah. I like I li- Jake. And I like that guy a lot. Yeah. So, I think, but, I, you know, I can't. All right, Jake, we're gonna we're going to tag you. I won't call yeah. you on the air. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have your phone number. Maybe I do. Maybe <laughs> I should just call on there. Whatever. He, he won't be watching Precision <laughs> Rifle. We've no. got another. Um, sticker. This up. is actually one of my favorite stickers. I've got this one on one of my Pelican cases. Yeah, all right. Um, tier one stitcher. Tier one stitcher sticker. Yep, from Coltac. Oh, dude, this is cool. Somebody needs this, like, movie bueno, movie bad. There you go. The Coltac cheat sheet. I've got this on my rifle. I love this thing, man. I've tried like 20 different ways of like doing dope and I kind of reverted to using this and essentially this on my arm. So I hmm. double it up because inevitably I use dry erase markers, which is... Yeah, bad. No, <laughs> oh, I think I use wet erase markers. Okay. Which is better. That's better, yeah. But like still inevitably like I'm hot and I'm going to go like this or something yep. and in the Missouri heat, like I'm just going to rub all my dope off. Dude. So. I try to double it up on every stage. Yeah. I have one on my gun and one on my arm as a backup. Nice. So yeah, this is super cool. I love this thing. I learned that lesson the hard way myself.
1: I thought that I would be okay using wax pencils. I thought wax mm-hmm. pencil is not going to rub off. Like it's yeah. on there pretty dang good. Yep. It doesn't last for sweat either. You huh. know, I'd rub on it on my arm. So I started putting just a standard quarterback's arm board on. Uh-huh. And uh, originally I was running 3 by 5 cards in there. And okay. I would just write on the outside mm-hmm. um, uh, with, uh, or on the three by five card with that wax pencil, you okay. know, um, but even that it was getting rubbed off underneath the yeah. plastic film cover. So now I put a piece of painter's tape
0: yep. on that's, my that's arm what board, I was say and yeah. then I
1: write on it with marker and then I just yeah. take the tape off every
0: time. Yep. So I reverted to yeah. that too you know? um, for a lot of the stuff I'll take. You know, you never know how many you'll mess up. So I'll probably do like 15 or 20 strips of painter's tape on my card and then I'll write the dope on it and then I'll just rip them off after every stage and then write new dope on it. So at a match, I don't have to deal with any of it. I can just kind of, you know, use it, rip it away. Yeah. Call it a day, you know.
1: Greg. He says about worn his porn shirt out. I'm gonna have to get you another one, Greg.
0: Post to the Facebook, letting everybody know there you that go. we're live streaming. Because I got a huge following on Facebook. Yeah, go there, man. Personal following. Yeah. There you go. Get it. Live streaming with Jill.
1: Check it out. So, my my Facebook following. I think it's around seven thousand people or something like that. But Facebook, on like your personal Facebook page, no, or like your company no, one, the company one. Yeah. But um, so Facebook, uh, they gave me some sort of a, a strike here recently where it says you can't share any, you can't, sh- you can't do something with your friends or whatever. But it's drastically limited. Like anything that I share on there, like videos or whatever, uh-huh. went from getting a ton of engagement down to just only a few people seeing it every single time. It just, and just and I didn't do anything. Like I literally didn't do anything. I think oh, what it was is like um I said that some place had ammo. It was like, Hey Midway's got twenty two long rifle. That's all I said and you know, got the band ski. Pisses me off. Dude. That's bad. Uh, Greg wants to know what's on the docket for right. tonight. I'm gonna text
0: my dad, let him know that we're streaming. All right, sounds good. Rex's dad is cool, he has dude. like this 500-inch television like, the- theater in his house, oh my and he like goodness. goes in there and sits in his theater chair. It's rear projection, like all the sound, and he like watches YouTube in his theater. That's so, awesome. Like, he's he'll be watching us, and we'll be like 10 feet tall.
1: That's crazy.
0: Uh, Yeah. Thanks for watching
1: tonight, guys. We've been kind of rambling. I I threw this uh, live stream at Rex a tiny bit early tonight. So we were we're only supposed
0: to go live two minutes ago. Two
1: minutes ago. Yeah. Here we are. So here we are. So if you're here early, good on you. You get an A for effort. Um, If you're just coming on, uh, because you're used to us coming on at 8.30. 8.30 is the normal time. Um, So again, I have pinned a comment at the top of the comment section there with my email. So whoever is the winner of the swag pack, all these little items that we already showed here, you will use that email to email me your address so that I can get this sent out. So that'll be pinned at the top. Uh, as always, we uh, will be talking um, this first, say, hour, hour and a little bit, something like that about precision rifle type related stuff. Uh, in this industry, and then after that, are we doing doing yours tonight? Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, right. nice. So we skipped we, it last week because my parents we, were in town. That's but, right,
0: and so what do we do over there in the next hour? We talk about all the creative stuff that Joel and I nerd out with that mm-hmm. some of you might care about, most of you yeah. probably not, but yeah. about why the scenes are cool. And, oh, I don't even have that light on. Yeah, turn your light on. Man, oh, gosh. Well, I put,
1: I put you under pressure tonight.
0: I'm you sorry. got that one on, though. You made sure your hair light was on, yeah. but not mine.
1: Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I got a hat on, so it's not really a like It
0: doesn't matter. You got some hair hanging out. Hair? I, yeah. These are hairs. Yeah. It's all pretty much all the hair I have left. <laughs> <laughs> My top's not looking so good. Yeah. Um, so tonight, first thing we're gonna talk. Oh, Ooh, it's blue. Look at that. How
1: exotic. I just saw like all this glow. It should be like, red it. though. Oh, look at. Nah, not That's with the red. Orange. orange. Yeah, with yeah, the red is kind of. kind of blue.
0: cool. Blue's good. We'll do white though.
1: Yeah, white's better because it matches the other ones. See, this is the kind of stuff we geek out on in yeah. the second hour. Well, we talk about thin. cameras, we talk about creative marketing, we talk about entrepreneurship and business, all those kinds of things. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go bring
0: that light down into frame a little bit. All
1: right, meanwhile, um, so here's here's what we're gonna talk about for a little while. I went to Iowa this week, and um, I helped my buddy Cullen put on a uh, a sniper training event for law enforcement snipers specifically so guys that are on swat teams or or different special teams um, would come to this and they would do kind of a a half day call it a mini match but it wasn't really it wasn't really a match they you know you've got a bunch of type a go-getter kind of guys in the course and you, you you put them on the clock because you want to induce a little bit of stress Um, so they think it's a competition but it really wasn't a competition (laughs) it was a training Everything's a competition yeah yeah, it's it (laughs) is you get a bunch of dudes together like that and you put a clock on you put everything on a clock and all of a sudden you're competing yeah Um, but it was a really great event I do want to talk about that a little bit um, you know carefully because I'm not going to give away um, you know any names or or specific departments or anything like that that were involved there were Um, You know, a couple guys there who, uh, you know, I wanted to take videos and and pictures and things and they came up to me and were like, dude, you're going to have to blur my face because of this or that reason. And So it gets a little bit uh, interesting, but I wanted to talk about why Cullen wanted to put on that event. I won't speak for Cullen, but I'll speak for myself and what I see as far as sniper training goes or marksman training goes in the law enforcement community. Um, I definitely think it's interesting, so uh, we'll do a bit of that. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, me switching back to six Creedmoor from the six GT. Oh gosh! Well, I can't. Oh, loser. I can't find freaking six GT, man. Bro, I got a whole closet full of that stuff. Where'd you find it? You said you had nothing. Got all the stuff, man. He's got the hookups. I don't have any hookups, so I have to wait until like Ga Precision posts little Facebook posts like, "Hey, we got all the brass in," and then like. Four minutes later, George will post another post being like, "Dang, you guys are fast! It's all gone." I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm not shooting 6GT this year because I can't find anything. I just don't sit on my computer like ready to hit the button." But I got a plenty of 6mm more. yeah. And I had a barrel, so I there's switched. nothing
0: wrong with 6 Creed. It's, it's fine. It stuff. just it just kicks a little bit more. Just a little bit. In my experience, yeah, it shoots faster though. It does shoot a little
1: faster. Well, mine didn't the other day. I was I true yeah, we'll talk about it, but I trued it up and I was like below twenty nine hundred feet per second. Oh jeez. On dude. a six Creedmoor. Why? I don't know. I'd love to know why. How long is your barrel? It's twenty six. Yeah, that's not good, dude. Twenty five. It's twenty five. Match ammo? Uh no, it's uh yeah, it's match grade ammo. It's it's I mean, not factory though? Yeah, it's factory. Factory burger factory burger stuff, which hmm. normally ran about Twenty nine eighty, twenty nine ninety, hmm. something like that, and I, I lost a solid hundred feet per second, I believe, um, from winter wow. from winter to summer, and it was crazy hot and humid up there too. huh So
0: I don't know what that's all about. I think my last six Creed load I think was a little hot, but yeah. I think it was like thirty one, <clears throat> yeah, thirty one twenty, somewhere in that yeah. range with one oh fives yeah these are 108s okay so. um
1: but i i believe they're 108s anyway i could double check um no the hornadies were 108s the burgers were 105s okay i believe that's right okay, uh, sounds and, right and and um the burgers were over 3000 feet per second and the hornadies were just under that's i'm getting the two mixed up um so yeah to be like when i trued in the kestrel um because I didn't have my chronograph with me, so mm-hmm. I don't want to go into this because it's a stinking deep rabbit hole, but basically if you, you um, shoot a group under 600 yards, say 300 yards to 600 yards, your Kestrel, you want to adjust your, um, your velocity, your feet mm-hmm. per second in the Kestrel, but past 600 out to say 1200 yards, if there's an adjustment to be made, you adjust your BC because BC changes with speed over distance, over longer distances. And so there's some of that going on anyway. Um, I trued that up, and after truing up from the shots that I was seeing out at 600 and almost 800 yards, um, just changing my BC so that my numbers match and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. I was, yeah, I was like 2895 feet per second to get that thing shooting where it was supposed to be. And I thought, that's an awful large drop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a little over 100 feet per second. Winter to summer. Seems like so, a lot. Yeah. Huh. Grain out In the house. Uh, you forgot your muffs while spearing. I don't know what that means. Andy Boyles. Andy's watching. Yeah, what's up, Andy? This says message retracted. Oh. What did he say? Probably called. Let's find out.
0: Called us homos or something. Something. I didn't do it on purpose. It's because I'm wearing a orange shirt. Yeah, probably. Andy's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best meme I saw this week, because, you know, all the pride stuff's been going on, which I have an opinion on that I won't share. It doesn't matter. Like, it's a
0: non-judgmental yeah. opinion. Yeah. But... We should just withhold, you know, for for when I run for future office, Yeah, we should withhold our... Oh, absolutely! Can, I'll, I'll withhold my opinion. Okay, that's that. fine. Yeah, that's fine. But the, the, <laughs> best, the best meme
1: that I've been seeing floating around is an American flag. It says, These, this is my pride flag." And mm-hmm. I was like, "I can get behind that." Yeah, I like, I like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't touch that. so my parents, my parents were here last week. Um, they actually drove from Arizona out to Missouri to come, come see us for the weekend. And they got here while Joel and I were live streaming. Um, so they were sitting upstairs um, watching us live stream. And yeah. um, when I came up afterwards, my mom was like, don't you worry about, you know, just sitting there like talking for so long. Like, don't you worry that you'll say something that like can be used against you later? Like when you run for mayor or something? I was like, ah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, I am who I am. I'm not, I'm not afraid. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of funny yeah it's like yeah you're definitely like out there when you're just like sitting here free flown you can't edit anything out of this thing it's just like it is what it is, it is what so. it is yep if i say it it's there permanently yep i mean i guess you could if like something was real controversial you could take it down but like, yeah you could delete the video in theory like it's out it's already yeah. out there like yeah. somebody can record it or whatever so. yeah true that's very true not like we're high enough profile for yeah. that to matter at this point but yeah, uh, that's right someday yeah
1: all right let's get into it so the reason i went to iowa was to help my buddy cullen uh put on this sniper training event um thanks for the invite again by the way i invited you
0: what no yeah you said my parents
1: no. are in town i can't make oh it. yeah that's right that was this last week see it was the weekend i didn't give you much warning in your defense yeah Anyway, we could have used you because... I would have loved to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll do it again, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there should be a next year. It was it was fairly well received, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, So for those that maybe don't know, um, I was uh, a part-time sheriff's deputy up in Iowa for five years. And then a city cop, small town city cop for another year after that. So I have a law enforcement background and um, my police academy way back in the day was in Colorado Springs, Colorado and in the middle of firearms training at my academy I already at that point realized that the, the training with firearms that cops get and of course my academy instructors were claiming Ours is some of the most progressive, up-to-date training tactics available, yada yada yada, and I'm going, you're gonna get people killed with this stuff. So, like in training or not? Like not in training, just like in the, just field just in the of lack of training. In the field because of lack of training. I mean, yeah. there wasn't anything more advanced in my police academy um, than the standard civilian can get going to a basic NRA class. You're like a one-day s- day class. In a one-day class, yeah, you're you're standing on a on a firing line at a couple various different distances, mm-hmm. square range, firing at a piece of target, you know, a piece of paper that doesn't shoot back, right? Hardly any movement. Not or, really learning how to take cover. Or not anything. not. I mean, there was a very tiny amount of it, but yeah. nothing nothing really good. Yeah. Okay, and I, I don't want to make it sound like all cops are like that we have to preface by saying that like not all cops are like that. not all departments are like that but uh if you listen to go back and listen to any of you know frank galley's podcasts um he's i've heard it i've heard him say it a bunch when he's dealing with law enforcement the training for those guys is seriously lacking and it's not because the officers want it that way it's not that the officers don't care it's that they have to it's top down, right? It's the brass that doesn't care. It's budget. It, budgetary. It is, is. Too, it's budgetary you know? and yeah. and the top guys they don't they don't really care about that. You know what I mean? It just doesn't seem like a priority to spend thousands on, on really nice rifles and glass and, and training yeah. for those guys. And it's I believe it's it's nationwide, you mm-hmm. know, in, in law enforcement. This has nothing to do with any of the, you know, the race stuff and how people think that, you know, cops need more training and all of that kind of stuff. This has You're nothing. Strictly to, firearms. Strictly either. firearms, and yeah. I think that that training in the, in the law enforcement community is kind of lax. And so, um, I would say, uh, again, not wanting to speak for Colin, but I would say that he he agrees with me on a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And now he is kind of in a position to um, start kind of gently pushing the boundaries of mm-hmm. of what has always been done in his department. Um, and it's been well received by his team, um, and in fact, uh, a good number of those guys came out to the event, um, yeah, that's know, cool. to shoot and, and stuff like that, and and placed very well. In fact, I think uh, one of the if you had to call a, a winner of the event
0: of the non competition, uh, the non
1: competition event, I think <laughs> it, it came from from Cullen's group of dudes, and so yeah. first and second, I think. Um, cool. So. You know they're doing. There are some departments that are doing some things right, but there are a whole lot of departments that are doing a lot less than they could be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think? Do you think the reason that Cullen's department is doing more is because Cullen is kind of personally invested slash personally interested in kind of increasing his proficiency and kind of. You know, borrowing for lack of a better word from the competition scene to like implement some of that stuff. Yeah, I think so.
1: Because, you know, it takes a person like that that realizes there's a deficiency Mm -hmm. and then applies himself to helping be the change that he wants to see. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's taken much of the training that can be taken Mm -hmm. in the law enforcement circles Mm -hmm. and he started branching out into taking classes from other places like he took classes from Frank Alley. We've taken some DMR classes from uh, Jim Cobber uh, over at the site in Illinois. He's an ex Mm -hmm. ex Navy SEAL sniper. Um, He went out to Tyler Hughes's, uh, place in California here recently. Max yeah, Ordnance Academy. Max Academy, thank you. Yep. I was gonna say Max Effective, but that's you. <laughs> uh, Max Ordnance, so he, you know, he's branched out and taken a lot of these different trainings, um, and he's bringing that back to his team and training people up. The problem that I see in law enforcement circles is that guys take their basic sniper course at the state level, Which, um, I've never done it, but I I know guys like Cullen who have done it. They've told Mm -hmm. me everything that goes into it. Um, And those guys, they never get off their belly. It's basically a week of gathering dope and, you know, um, learning about their rifles and their systems. And, you know, the the very... You've got to start start somewhere. That's where
0: you start. Yeah. That is where you start. But that's but, the tip of the iceberg, right? That's the
1: tip of the... It's just the tip, right? Yeah. And... Um, Greg, here he comes. <laughs> uh, it's going to... Wait, oh, it wasn't Greg. No. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. Distraction. Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, yeah. <laughs> Derailed us right there. Doggone it. A bunch of children over in here. Um, anyway... It takes a person like Cullen to apply themselves and and make some changes, you know. But the problem with the rest, not the rest, some law enforcement community is they're just they're just so set in their ways. This is what I've always done, you know. Mm-hmm. My my Remington 700 or my you know my FN Patrol bolt rifle in 308 with my you know $200 Tasco scope that I've that I've always used. JB welded. JB welded on the last yeah. episode. That's right. <laughs> like they they just don't see, and they're like, hey, you know, the, So <laughs> here's an interesting tidbit that I'll throw in. Just kind of explains things, right? the The average uh, the average distance of a of a law enforcement sniper engagement in the United States um, recorded over the last. Eight, ten, to twenty years—I can't even remember how long. It's been a long time. Is fifty-eight yards? Fifty-eight yards. So you got a bunch of cops that are like, if <laughs> if it's fifty-eight yards, what in the world do I care about shooting out to three hundred yards? Let or alone, 600, let alone 1, five 000, or six 1, or a yeah. thousand. You know, they just. They're just kind of like what I have, the gear I have, the caliber I have right now, my skill set now. I can make that shot. That's what they think, okay? But Cullen took some little, the little uh, B&T Industries playing cards, the Ace of Spades playing cards mm-hmm. with the little thing in the middle. Yep. So the very first stage of the day was one of those playing cards, which is a one MOA circle, mm-hmm. right in the middle of that Ace of Spades. He put it at 58 yards. And that was that was the cold bore, first stage of the day. Okay. And I saw a lot of law enforcement snipers completely miss the center circle.
0: Now, which is a two MOA circle at that distance at fifty at fifty yards. Yeah, basically. So pretty much two MOA circle.
1: Yeah. And so th- I don't want that to I don't want that to sound it sounds like, "Well, gosh, those guys all suck." Well, no they don't. It's just it's just a it's a misunderstanding of their skills and their weapon system. Yeah. And and never testing the, the absolute practicality of of the combination. Yeah.
0: I mean that that's you one know. of the things that I think would be interesting even for PRS guys, right? Because I think in general, we all zero our rifles at 100 yards. That's like the standard, you know, hunters will kind of argue with you on that, whether you do it at 200 or 300. But I think in PRS, pretty much everybody zeroes at 100 yards and we kind of practice out from there and we true everything up outside of that. But I don't know very many people that really know exactly what their rifle does inside of 100 yards. Right. It's something that I don't really think about, you know, if I showed up at a match and they're like, okay, we're gonna have a 20 yard and a 50 yard target right now. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. I hope my dope is true. Cause like, well, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but like everything outside of a th- hundred yards, like I'm like pretty yeah. confident with. Yeah. You know but for me it's just like that's not within my application of where I'm normally applying my rifle yep exactly you know so if I showed up at Cullen's class like I'd probably be one of those guys like oh missed that one I was two MOA high whoops yep, yep. well that's but the thing like, if that's your domain like you should own that domain from 20 to 200 yards yep. you should just own it and I think
1: what that boils down to is square range mentality they have gotten themselves sucked into this mentality of the square range at a hundred yards that's pretty much all they do you know I, I know a lot of, of law enforcement agencies don't even have ranges if they do there it's a 100 yard range out behind the sheriff's department or something yeah. like that where guys can go and just make sure they qualify yeah. you know with their pistols and rifles and shotguns and they never need past 100 yards for that. They forget about the marksmen, right? So the marksmen, the snipers, then end up using 100 yards because that's where their dope starts, right? They zero their guns at 100 yards, so they never need to worry about anything underneath that with their precision rifles. But they're forgetting the practicality of it, which is the average distance is less than 100 yards for a sniper engagement. And I think that's what that comes down to. It's just a misunderstanding. It's not a misunderstanding because they know it. They already know the information, and they would know how to correct for it. They've learned that. You know what I mean? It's not like they just overall suck or they're stupid, because they're not. It's just they never practice those very practical things. And so that's that's where this event was really good. And each one of the stages was designed to test guys in a different skill set that they really need to have Mm -hmm. as a law enforcement sniper, but probably
0: don't currently have. Uh, that's cool. So so it may be kind of open to their eyes to some of their deficiencies. And then, I mean, is is Cullen's hope that those guys walk away from that and they're like, whoa, geez, yeah, like we've got some stuff to work on and they either go take it upon themselves to go work on it yeah. or they bring it back to their departments and they're like, hey, we need to send our guys to this training and that training and kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, is that kind of part of the reason of doing a class like this is to yeah. kind of just... Get people thinking about where they're deficient. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yep, that's exactly it. Like, um, you know, gear management was a big thing. Like, you've got guys uh, out there with these, you know, these rucksacks full of gear, you know, whether it's, you know, they might have some armor on, they might have a, a ghillie suit top in there, they're going to have some flashlight, they're going to have a, you know, an IFAC, they're going to have just this, this bunch of stuff in their pack. Um, But very little of the gear in the pack has much to do with making them a more efficient shooter. Mm -hmm. It's more like all of this support gear and the other other stuff. And they've got all this crap that they're carrying along with them to wherever Mm -hmm. they have to go uh, to respond to a a shots fired call or a barricaded subject or whatever it is. Um, and guys, I do see your questions rolling in. I will get to them. I just kind of want to get a couple of points out here. (laughs) We'll go back. We'll go back. We'll (laughs) We'll go back. So don't, don't worry on that. Um, uh, you know, so they've got all this gear, but nothing. So here's one of the things, the the gear related that I saw that just absolutely drove me nuts. And I tried to ask everybody about it at lunchtime and, um, guys were like, uh, yeah that's that's a good point uh not really sure of an answer to that so they a lot of guys had tripods um, attached to their to their packs mm-hmm. and only two of the guys during the stages used tripods and only on one of the stages like that tripod could have solved a lot of problems mm-hmm. uh, for most of the stages that they had to shoot off of if they knew how to do it Yeah. Either they're carrying cheap old photography tripods that are really flimsy and can't even withstand the twelve pound rifle that they're putting on it, Mm -hmm. right? Or they've got a decent tripod and they're just not using it because they're like, well, I should have a tripod. I may need to take a shot off of that, or I may need to use it for observation or something. Yeah, I mean, I wonder.
0: I wonder if they even know that that there's a trend to use tripods for shooting. You know, I think the historical use for a tripod is not that, you know, it's to put a spotting scope on it or maybe mm-hmm. your binoculars. Yeah. But I think within the last, I'm going to make this up here, but maybe three years is really when tripods have kind of seen their prolific entrance into like sure. shooting support. Sure. Um, you know, so you wonder how many of those guys lugging around a tripod really even realize that, hey, this is a tool to make me. Ten times more stable for this shot, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that was kind of certainly a... nobody in Missouri would know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little dig at the Missouri club there,
0: just <laughs> poke in the eye.
1: <laughs> Rex wishes that we could use tripods. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we already went down that, we road. We already went that road.
0: episode number two. Yeah, one, or, one. one or two. One. I can't remember. Or three. One of the last ones. You have to go watch them all to see go find that one. little rant. <laughs> that little rant
1: on tripod usage. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that was just an eye opener to me. Uh, I asked all the guys at lunch. I was like, so I noticed that um, only a couple of guys chose to use a tripod, and only on the one stage. Like, what's that? What's that all about? And and a couple of dudes. I mean, most of the guys were just kind of silent, for whatever reason. A couple dudes were like, oh yeah, I guess that really would have been a, a pretty good thing to use i guess i was just you know i was on the clock and i just wasn't thinking about it i thought i could go prone in this position you know yeah and and prone from that particular stage in that particular position uh was very difficult there was a lot of grass in the way there was yeah. a lot of crap and so you saw guys i mean some guys just timed out and didn't and or just sent it and didn't get the shot yeah which from a law enforcement sniper perspective that's scary that you're willing to just go ahead and send that shot even though you weren't even though you totally were with it. totally good with it yeah um, And then the other thing is like some guys were like a few guys were like um, you know hey, we're on a hill. if I back up the hill, I get higher. And so then they just back up the hill, get higher and go prone at a down angle. But then they try to scorpion position,
0: you know, I'm good at that cause my yeah. back bends backwards. There like you that. go. Nice. All the Utah guys. Yeah, they know it's scorpion. The there was, there was is. some stage where everybody was trying to like do this like side pro, <laughs> prone thing because it was yeah. it was kind of flat. It was, you know, a little bit of an uphill and then it was just like that long of flat and then it was a pretty steep uphill. And everybody's trying to like lay sideways on their gun and I just like plopped up there and like bent my back in half and I was like yeah. a little banana and <laughs> clean the stage or something. everybody's was like, whoa, that was cool. You know, but it's like certainly you gotta you gotta play into your limitations, whatever those are, you know. If yeah, if you can do that, then yeah, do it. But yeah. If not, bust
1: your tripod out. Yeah, exactly. Well that's the thing, is the guys had guys had tripods hanging on their packs but they chose to lay the pack on the ground and try to lay the rifle on the pack to get the gun high enough to get the, the, extra, elevation. To get the yeah. extra elevation, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with putting a rifle on a pack. Of course, it's a good method, it can be done, but the tripod is the better tool. But I, yeah. just, you know, I just wonder, it's like, what's the mindset? Like, is it because you don't train on the tripod enough? You just don't really think of it as a good tool? Whereas for me, if i'm looking at field shooting conditions like that whether it's hunting or definitely if you know, i can transition my mind over to, to thinking through all the different scenarios that a law enforcement sniper or marksman have to might have to take a shot mm-hmm. tripod is just the king of tools when it comes to that and second to that is going to be a barricade bag and i only saw two guys that had game changers Two cops actually had game changers. I was like, "This is
0: cool. That's I mean, awesome.
1: Yeah. That's because I have been I've been harping on that for years now. It's Like I think every cop, every marksman cop, should have a game changer in their kit. Every single one, because it's a crazy good tool. It is. Yeah, you think about you know a cop getting out of his car, opening his car door, and down in the crook of his where his car door is and the the a pillar." Yeah. You know, throw a bag in there, and you can shoot off of it. Think about the fire hydrant. You know, throw that on top of there. Just all of those kinds of things that a cop might have to try to make a more stable, longer distance yeah. DMR, designated marksman style distance shot. Like it's, and it's a great tool. And um, and I just, it's just the mindset. You know, they're so they're so ingrained in what they've always done. They haven't gotten off their belly. They rarely get past a hundred yards. Um, and this kind of an event uh, was a really, really good way to show those guys what they've been missing. I think.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I think when you start shooting PRS matches, you you kind of start to go the opposite direction, where pretty much none of I mean, not none, but a very <laughs> low percentage of our shots are taken from prone. Yeah. You might have one prone stage in a match or something, you know. Couple, yeah. So I think we are certainly skewed to the opposite end of that, where like we almost don't even view going prone as a solution to things, right? Right, because you're just like (laughs) we're either moving too much, where it doesn't make sense to go from your belly to your knees five times in a stage or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like we probably waste opportunities that we could get prone. Yeah, right. Versus kind of the opposite end, I think most newer people to long range shooting, I mean, certainly when I started out, it was like, that's all I did. You know, I would go out in the desert, I'd go prone, I'd practice that, and it's like probably the first two years of shooting long range, all I did was prone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why would I like do some makeshift barricade crap when I can just like <laughs> lay down and get stable and like send yeah. long bombs, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think and as you progress in skill and certainly get more and more into the competition scene, you start to really realize how you can apply those prone skills to you know, different solutions. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go back now and just take a minute of a break. You guys can, I've been throwing a bunch at you for the last 15 minutes. You can throw any questions up, I'll go back. Um, Alexander Bush, uh, I've got a question for you guys. How do you think the crazy high pressure SIG ammo that's a part of the next gen gun trials will affect PRS or other shooting sports? That sounds like a you question. Because I don't even yeah, know, i don't I'm even not know what you're talking about bro sorry yeah
0: I'm like kind of familiar with some of that stuff but honestly like I haven't been following it a whole lot either yeah I mean I think I think for for PRS specific cartridges and I mean bench rest I mean we're we're kind of all in that same sphere of the types of cartridges we like to use and why so so I don't know that any I mean. there was a a trend for a while to kind of try to push as close to that 3,200 feet per second threshold as we could get, right? And and push for speed. And I think now the trend is just pushing for consistency, you know, at the expense of anything else. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we're choosing to run 3,000 feet per second or 3050 or 3025 or whatever, and be ultra, ultra, ultra consistent versus trying to go 3190 and you know have your SDS at 20 or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I think, you know, while SIG is developing that, again, I'm not, you know, certain of the context we're talking here. But I mean, if they're developing high pressure cartridges to really push the ballistic performance, I, I think that's kind of a different animal than what we're trying to do with being really consistent, mm-hmm. and you know, be able to predict exactly what our shots are going to do at 12, 1300 yards, you know. So, yep. I think. You know, cartridge development has been happening for lots and lots and lots of years mm-hmm. um, in bench specifically and then kind of adopting some of those things into PRS so I don't know that I think that you know doing super high pressure stuff or you know whatever SIG is up to for trials I don't even know what trials we're talking about here yeah, I don't either think yet. it's I don't think it's ASR because that kind of came and went and, you know Barrett won that contract so I don't, I'm not aware of any long range trials that are going on right now but again I kind of I'm out of the loop on development there because I quit the engineering job. <laughs> I'm doing creative content now, so yeah. I'm a little out of the loop there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think we're kind of trending in a different direction. For a while, we were kind of going that way with pushing the envelope as far as speed went. But, yeah, I mean, Weatherby's got a whole bunch of super hot-rotted cartridges and lots of calibers and, like, nobody's running any of that stuff in what we do so right it's just kind of like not what we're Mm-mm. going for yeah definitely doesn't seem to be
1: yep uh note, just uh scaling down again i've went back on some of these is that your mom cindy <laughs> yeah. saying she likes your shirt <laughs> I, told, awesome. I told her i was like you gotta go comment on the video <laughs> <laughs> hey rex's mom it was nice meeting you last week uh Let's see, Gray Note says, I'm in a very rural area, a deputy who's now sheriff did an entry after a standoff with an AR with no optics, no sights. I'm not sure how that works out, but whatever. He didn't seem to understand the problem with it. (laughs) It's it's, Again, I would, gosh dang, I would hope that that's the exception, not the rule. But, uh, yeah, gosh, man. I. And the problem is, is that you see, you know, Of course, this is all that we. This is all we hear about. You always hear about the negative, right? Meanwhile, the vast majority of cops are squared away, good guys, safe behind a gun, like good. Like that's the vast majority. You know, my experience has been the vast majority of cops are good, know their stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just that you hear these stories, but it's also true that, I mean just about just about every cop i know and it's a lot i've I've been around the community for a long time in multiple states just about everyone that i know has said yeah our training it's just not it's not good enough especially if you're talking about any kind of distance shots you know so i don't know i it's a problem that i that i want to keep talking about and For a guy like Cullen to put on an event like that, that's specifically going to be a training event Mm -hmm. for those law enforcement marksmen and snipers um, and kind of these, you know, special team, like um, since I'm not giving away the department or the guy's name, I think I can say this, but there was a guy there with the USDA who specializes in like uh, like killing animals, like Mm -hmm. certain different species and things, whatever he has to be a marksman, you know yeah. what I mean? Because sometimes he has to go on people's private property or even mm-hmm. in, in towns. Like, he's got to be a good shot because yeah. this bullet can't miss, right? So you got a guy there that's that's like that. He ended up being one of the better shooters. Consequently, he also shoots a lot of PRS matches. Yeah. Um, so, huh. you know, it's it's one Talk of Talk those... about
0: the coolest job ever, right? Yeah. I was really good friends with a guy that worked for the... I think probably similar thing department of agriculture i think is what it was under but he was like on this coyote and wolf eradication team where like literally that he has like a whole team of guys and i shoot coyotes out of helicopters all day every day and when they get wolf calls they like go wipe out problematic wolves that are killing livestock and stuff so it's just like super cool (laughs) prn is for sale (laughs) um if anybody wants to buy this
1: (laughs) this train wreck. <laughs> I will sell it to you, because I'm going to go do that. Yeah, That's I know a, the guy. That's tired. So, hired. That sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, he's a super cool guy. Like, we're, we're buddies. We should call him on the air. <laughs> Hey Mike, what's up, buddy? Let me do an interview with him, and if he, he hires me, if he's like, "Yeah, I got a job for you," then I'll be like, "Okay, we're yeah. out of here. See ya. Yeah, but the cool thing with that is like he he has access to all these private ranches in Wyoming, so like we got to go do some night shooting there. That was like really cool and all this private yeah, land. So that's legit. Fun. That'd be fun, man. Anyway, not to
1: derail your story. No, but- we're good. No, it's it's good. I just I just I, I will always support. And all I did for the event really was go up and um, I took pictures and video. Um, and uh, Precision Rifle Network catered catered lunch for the event and, and that was it. But um, you know, they appreciated it. and I, I got to hang out with some old some old buddies from departments, um, you know, that were close by and it was a good good time, good fun, but also super helpful. That's at least that's what I think really helpful. All right, let's go on down the line here on the, on the questions list. Jared, Jared's having a baby tonight,
0: hopefully. How cool he's spending that monumental night with Rex and Joel, number well, four.
1: <laughs> you know, just like any good man would be. He's just sitting in the hospital, probably, like, scrolling. Mean, there's just scroll, not much you can not do. Not much you can do. Like, yeah. you can't do anything for her. No matter yeah. whether you do this or that, you're still getting yelled and screamed at that's all true. night long.
0: Might as well be watching
1: you Precision might as well Rival, Rival be Network. Precision Rival Network, that's yep. all I'm saying. I've been through that four times. Yep. So I know how that goes. Heck Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Congrats, Jared. Hop. 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 I don't even know. I don't even know how to, you know who Hop is? He's got his, he's got his own YouTube channel. If you guys don't follow Hop, you should probably jump over and follow his YouTube channel. I hate how
0: like you can't see people's like, you can't click on them in the chat. I know. I
1: wish you could click on them if they have a channel. That would be good. Hop also works for the Firearm Blog and does um, does content for them. So that's oh, kind of okay, where I cool. met him when I worked uh, for the Firearm Blog. So Hop does a... Dude looks like a, like, a, like a 12-year-old Kevin Bacon, but knows his stuff. Cool. So, yeah, but he's not 12. He's not even young. I think he's 30-something. Hop, how old are you? I don't know. You're 30-something, aren't you? I guess that's young compared to me, but... Um, Anyway, good dude. And it's like super funny, like a very kind of sarcastic, hey, dry humor. We're gonna throw his channel yeah, throw up, him up the, there, just the thing for yeah. a second. Throw him up there, go. If you guys have never heard of Hop,
0: Rex is gonna show I was gonna try channel. to subscribe to him while we're talking, but yeah. I'm on Joel's, I'm logged in as Joel. Yeah, Hop's a good dude. Hopefully he's still, here it is still there. Ghost Rider's big here. Big monitor, oh, big monitor section. There we go, there's Hop's channel. hop Lopfile. Wonder if that's his last name or if it stands for something. Yeah, I don't know. Hop, also, yeah. Anyway, Joel's not. Th- you're gonna subscribe to him now. There you go. <laughs> Joel wasn't subscribed to me either, so what? don't take offense.
1: I don't think that's right. I wasn't subscribed to him. No. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: Okay. This is something we should talk about. All right. Um, Hop says I'm at least 14. <laughs> 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 yeah, you are. I am pretty convinced that maybe this isn't super pertinent to what we're doing, but I'm pretty convinced that the socials are unfollowing our pages for us. I think
1: so because there's no way I wasn't following you and I know I was
0: following Hop because of the connection with TFB. Yeah. But like I went saw so my Max Effective Instagram page, I had organically grown it to twenty four thousand. Right. 24,000, re- you know, I remember. Not too yeah. not too shabby. For like not really doing anything with it, right? Yeah. It just dropped under sixteen. So it's at like fifteen point nine now. Yeah. There's no way I lost eight thousand followers on Instagram.
1: I agree. And I saw a similar no way. I saw a similar thing with Precision Rifle Network. I was at twenty two or three, and uh, I'm down to fifteen or sixteen. Same
0: type of thing. I haven't changed my content, and mine was organic too. Like yep. didn't follow, unfollow, like none of that crap. Like yep. every single person followed because like they just saw the content and followed mm-hmm. it. Yep. So, I, I'm either be... they're banning, either yep. they're kicking people off in droves, or they're shadow banning us by unfollowing us from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either but something's, something hanky's going on there. Doesn't yeah. make sense. I certainly don't post offensive things. So no. it's not like I offended half of my followers and made them on follow me. But... Well,
1: your guns are offensive. Damn. They're scary. Definitely.
0: Definitely just cause it. I have expensive tastes, and none of y'all can afford them. Ghost Rider, <laughs> Joel's
1: your first name too? That's funny, Joel's not my first name.
0: I know his first oh. name. Ooh, how many people know your first name?
1: I bet a, I bet a handful. Probably a yeah. handful. Deej on here probably does. The only reason
0: I know it's because, like, when we go out to eat, you use your real name when you, like, yeah. reserve a table. Yeah, that's true. And, like, when you did it the first time, I was like,
1: What? Who's this guy? <laughs> just randomly do that. Yeah. I know. I've got ways of protecting myself on here. But at the same time, if I really cared all that much, I wouldn't be on here at all. i just ghost all of this crap. But you know,
0: yeah. All right. Going back. Reading Once you're out there, you're out there. That's true. Whatever. Going
1: back, reading some more comments, guys. We're not trying to do a dead air thing. I'm trying to pick up on, a, on the comments, make sure we're good here.
0: Uh, okay. So DJ <sighs> talked about bipods. Oh yeah. Um, well, kind yeah, of so. back to the bipod tripod thing. He says Harris is it. So let's talk about ha- bipods. Okay. I feel like DJ D- D- likes Harris. I'm not gonna say I don't like he Harris. did it. he did it on purpose because he knows yeah. it'll start crap oh, okay. but anyway, go ahead well, let's just chat about it okay, so what in my opinion, there's kind of three main contenders, and one of them made Harris. I'm just gonna throw that out there. One of them's not Harris <laughs> go ahead Of the three go ahead I mean what I see it matches for the most part is Harris and Atlas. yep, and then not so much here but out west where we kind of like do more stuff that's like weird um Skypods are really popular mm-hmm. Outside of that, like I don't really see anything that gets used often. Yeah. Um, I really like skypods because they're very versatile. I don't know that I utilize that versatility near as much here as I did in Wyoming and Utah. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like we <clears throat> utilized a lot of natural terrain stuff there that just made sense to like have your bipod like super long on one side and off or forward or back or whatever, but mm-hmm. here I just don't seem to use that that much. So I've actually been considering obviously keeping my skypod, but I kind of want to try the Atlas Cal. Um, I've got just the normal PRS or PSR. can't ever remember what they call it. I think that's right, PSR. um, I've got one of those that I kind of use for everything, but I personally have broken two Harris bipods Mm -hmm. in very not convenient locations, Hmm. so I've kind of personally written Harris's off completely unless you use one of the kind of mount replacements yeah that like LaRue makes or I think really right stuff I don't know if they make like a replacement but essentially like you have to like disassemble it and like pull pull the head off of the spigot and like Mm -hmm. replace it the whole thing because what what happened on mine is where it hooks onto the stud there's that weld right there yeah and my I've had it Snap off completely. Wow. I was on the top of a mountain one time It took me like an hour and a half to like hike up to this firing position Yeah, and I was like getting all set up my target was like 1300 yards away I was like leaning into that bipod with an AXMC. So you know like $12,000 rifle package All of a sudden boom just like falls over Uh, and my like gun almost goes off the cliff and I'm just like, oh That's not okay. Not cool. So for me like factory Harris No. Doubt. Well, and so that's that's the point here, right,
1: isn't it? Is that in order to get a Harris to what you need it to be, you gotta add all these dollars
0: It's same price as an Atlas and components. Once you fix it. So why not just buy the Atlas yeah. and be done? That's kind of my thought. You know what I mean? I do the thing I do like about Harris though is like how quickly you can deploy it. Certainly. You know, you tie the legs together with a string yep. and you just reach up there and yank on it and your bipod's down. Yeah. Versus an atlas that you're like, button, down, button, down, like doing this whole bendy thing. Yeah.
1: It's true. Or a
0: skypod where you're like, one of them's a button and one of them's a lever that you have to pull and you can't ever remember which one's a button and lever because they're shaped the same. Right. Don't get me on the talking about UI and UX design because that one, I I love it, but it's annoying. I mean,
1: I would probably agree that, that um that the Harris wins as far as speed of deployment. But that mm-hmm. might be the only category. It doesn't yeah. win in quiet. It doesn't win in in functionality, like different ways that it can be adjusted and shaped and turned. Yeah. It doesn't win in any of that. Or durability. Or durability. You know, some people will be like, Oh, it wins in price I'm like, Well, not if you have to add a bunch of crap to it to make it good. Yeah. So Get an Atlas. That's that's my go-to, and my second go-to is the Skypod. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. There's our
0: bipod. There you go, Deege.
1: There you go, Deege.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but more better than all of it, it's a tripod. There you go. <laughs> Greg. What? Okay, well that, that kind of goes into what Jared responded. I didn't read that yet, but that, that'll Jared, that'll kind of give you an idea of, you know. Budget bipods, I guess. What about a budget tripod? Um, I think there's a scale. You know, you got really right stuff that's, what, about 1200 bucks by the time you get into the yeah. tripod and the head. Yeah. I think, for me, I really like the Leo photo stuff. hmm As far as, like, a budget, it's about half as much as a comparable really right stuff yeah. tripod. And I would say it's on par with quality would you i actually really like my my leo photo one like i more better almost i had i had a leo photo Mm -hmm.
1: and then i found out and i don't know all the details but i found out they were one of those companies that uh that really write stuff sued or something there was something there Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit here and try to spread rumors but basically it sounded like um the Leo photo was, was ripping off designs or ideas or something. I don't know the full details, but
0: Chinese, I, they're good at that, but I hate that crap.
1: And, yeah. uh, so I wanted to support, you know,
0: yeah, I have, I have one of each, I have really right stuff and I have yep. a Leo photo. Yep. So I, don't know. I didn't mind, the to say. I didn't mind the Leo photo. My, my issue with it was
1: just how big and kind of bulky it was at the top, because then you had to buy the well, I had to add the Really Right stuff, mm. the bowl up at the top with the little uh-huh. short handle yeah. underneath, so that you can rotate it, and um, you only had just a little bit of of downward or upward,
0: yeah. you know, angle to That's it. That's what I've got with my Really Right stuff. That's the head system I have is that bowl, and I think it's only fifteen degrees.
1: Right, and so for me, I was like, ah, man, I just want I want something that I can get more angles if yeah. I had to, because I was doing some hunting out west. Yeah. And- you have the apex. Head system on yours, right? Where it's really small and the legs are really close together. And on oh, my really right stuff, yeah, yeah, it's the it's the Anvil Thirty Ball. Anvil, yeah. yeah, no, no, Apex Anvil. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah. and it's good. So that's the high end, and then middle of the road, yeah, Leofoto. And I'm not going to say that they're a crap product because they're not. I've owned them and it worked fine. I just personally can't support them, but they're in that probably $600 range for a full setup. Yeah, something like that. And then you've got uh, from Shadow Tech LLC, which is also Hog Saddle. Josh Stabler over there is ex-Marine Corps um, sniper. It's not X. He, right? No, I don't think he's still in. Yeah, but you can't call him X. Oh, that's right, because Marines are always Marines. I thank, yeah. thank you for reminding me. I saved me. you. I'm sorry. Not going to H- get Josh, shanked. Josh, I'm Not going to get shanked in the night. No, now. no. But anyway, they've got the, are you ready for this? It is the PIG-0311G field shooting tripod. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. That's that green one that you see running around. I want to say
0: those are like three hundred
1: bucks, aren't they? It's about three hundred bucks for the for the tripod itself, and it's made by Slick, okay. which is a photography company. But Josh worked with them directly to get this thing kind of beefed up a little bit. Um, it's got the little um, locking uh, bars. It doesn't have like the twist rings like the other mm-hmm. two does. It's got like yeah. the little
0: clamp. Kind of the Manfrotto style clamp. Things. Yeah, the clamp yeah.
1: things that you have to do, and so. Um, you know, you pair that with uh, with a good ball head, which is another couple hundred bucks, mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe a hog saddle up on top of that if you need it, and um, you're probably in that six to seven hundred
0: dollar range.
1: So, um, but that's the
0: honestly the. Oh, are you going to Slick's website? Yeah, I just wanted to check something before I spoke too soon, but I think. Right I think, I don't want to get it mixed up, but I think Slick is kind of a sister company of one of the very popular quality Japanese optics companies. Oh, is that right? That okay. manufactures a handful of the scopes that are made on the market that oh. we use today. It's kind of okay. kind of a cool thing with Slick, because they're kind of made by the, the same group of guys, and I've, I've been over to their factory and seen their showroom and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Slick. I could be confusing it with something else, but I mean, I, I just... Googled made in Japan to make sure so I'm, I'm pretty sure those are the same right products. on okay so kind of cool you know I think that's a, another good company to support yeah. you know making a lot of our scopes <laughs> yeah There you go.
1: so I guess for me I think overall the um, I think the Leo photo actually comes in as your budget option at five to six hundred bucks and then if you're going it's with probably the, the cheapest professional grade option like for a complete kit yeah. right because yeah. with the PIG 0311 G from hog saddle, you gotta get the tripod, which is 300 and change. You gotta get a ball head. If you go with the nice one, it's two to 300 and change. And then if you're gonna get a hog saddle on top of that, you're another two or 300. So you could be, you know, seven to 900 bucks all in uh, on a Shadow Tech LLC, but you're also getting like a basically bomb proof, like rated for 50 cals, like a big old freaking tripod. Um, it's actually not big in in terms of the size. Uh, it's heavy. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's twice the weight of my Really Right stuff, um, and it, but it's about the same size, and it can do everything that the Really Right stuff can do. Um, it's just uh, it's just a different option, I guess. So uh, I'm gonna need to go back, and we're, I'm losing track of comments, so I got to go back for a second. Was there something mm. you were?
0: No, just while we're talking about tripods, so. Um, you know, before I ventured off on my own, um, I was doing engineering work for GunWorks, um, and one of the cool things that they came out with pretty recently—I threw it up on the screen over here—is a you know a tripod system um, from GunWorks. So it's it's kind of another one of those mid-level you know price point <clears throat> options, which is kind of cool. F- for a product from Gunworks, I think most of the time when people hear that Gunworks is gonna launch something, they kind of do the eye roll like, yeah. oh, is it gonna be 10,000? $10, 10,000 tripod, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, but it's pretty cool. You know, it's 495 bucks um, for a tripod and head. So, you nice. know, another one of those, I think, pretty solid options for, um, you know, being able to get into it. So, threw that up for you guys to kind of check out, but, you know, just another one of those options. Yeah, there you go. Nice. I almost just X'd out of our stream screen. Oof. (laughs) Too many windows,
1: bro. Yeah. Jason got the Hunter novel this week. Thanks again for it and the cool patch. So, Jason was a winner on week two, Mm. I think, of our uh, our ammo novel. So. You're welcome, Jason. Thanks for playing, man. Appreciated that. I still haven't told everybody what they need to do this week to win. Yeah. This is gonna be. That's, we're way into the stream now.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, this this is, I like it because it's rewarding the people that are with us. I mean, we've that's right. Yeah, we've been we've been on this one for seventy minutes. Well, but the first fifteen we were <laughs> dinking. At that it. wasn't fifteen. Whatever. It was a solid five to ten though. Okay. One of these times we're gonna just get to like we. So the problem is we keep switching. Time our streaming platforms yeah so the first time we streamed direct to YouTube um, and found out that <laughs> that was coming in at 1080p which was good um, but the sound kind of had this like weird clicking thing so we're like ah eh, maybe we don't go direct to YouTube and then the next two weeks we use stream labs mm-hmm. and now we're going direct from OBS so you know hopefully when we go back and watch this, the sound sounds good. I monitored it a little yep. bit with the headphones and sounded like it was good, but okay. part of the reason we keep having all these delays is we keep changing how we stream every week. Yeah. So hopefully we get all that figured out. Yeah. Greg Greg's <laughs> Greg uh, told us we were wrong on the Marine Corps thing.
1: He said it's not it's not once a marine, always a marine, it's once a marine and that's enough. Okay. <laughs> See, what am I missing here? I feel like I missed something.
0: So A A B is talking about two-piece case, eighty thousand psi. Um, is that the same guy that was talking about the Sig stuff earlier? Yeah, I think so. Uh... Well, no, he
1: was answering the other guy that was. Oh, okay, Mr. Lovell, it's your birthday. Nice, happy birthday. Well, tomorrow he says, "Happy birthday tomorrow." Um, you win nothing yet. We'll see. I still haven't decided. Like I'm, like I said, I'm dragging tail on this um, today. I had something in mind earlier, and by the time I got over here to Rex's house, I completely forgot what I wanted to do. So I'm sitting here buying time, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. I'm just being honest with you guys.
0: So, Ghost Rider says he's a Kalashnikov guy. Yeah, give us bust out the Russian force. Rex Z- spent some time in Z- Russian. He's a spy. Actually, right. <laughs> Somebody understands him right now. I Maybe Ghost Rider does. Ghost Rider, you speak some? You speak the Russian? The Six arc versus six five Grendel Ark doesn't seem worth it. I don't know. Not my space. It's just like a little too far out of what I care about to really pay a lot of attention to it. Seems like the arc is cool just because like it's got backing. I mean, we we've talked about that before. Like any cartridge that Hornady gets behind, it's like it's gonna have a lot of marketing dollars behind it, so it's gonna get adopted. You know, so for that factor, I tend to like to choose things that they push because it's gonna become mainstream yeah and then i can buy ammo off the shelf
1: so i did a video on that um a while back um george Gardner was generous enough to let me borrow one of his personal gas guns um, chambered in six arc and i just had one day with it Um, didn't have all that much ammo but it's a straight shooter, you know. Obviously, it's a GA precision built gas gun, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, shooting ammo that that was, you know, specifically designed basically for one of those guns. Like they went hand in hand in the designing of the round, right? And so, um, of course, it's going to shoot well. And with the factory ammo, it shot, you know, half inch groups with a gas gun with me driving it. So in a gas gun, if I can get sub MOA. Uh, I'll take that all day long. You know what I mean? Like uh, for a gas gun, I just don't drive them that well. There's a lot of moving parts and being really consistent with your fundamentals is difficult when there's so much movement going on. That being said, um, I personally don't understand the role, really. Somebody would have to explain it to me um, where the role of that round is compared. When you've got something like, Uh, a 6.5 Grendel, which is established. It's a good shooting round um, for up close, for mid-range, even for long-range plinking. Um, It's got good energy to to mid-range distances. I think the 6 arc would have a little little more distance with a little better energy, you know, because of heavier bullet and, and that sort of thing. Or does it have? Anyway, um, it's late and my brain's not working, but I really like the Grendel. It feeds well, it shoots well, I can get sub-M away with it, and um, I see no reason for me to switch to a 6 arc from a 6.5
0: Grendel. That's just me. So hopefully that answers your question. I'm just like, in an AR, I'm just like blackout. Doop, 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 doop. You know, subsonic rounds. My jam. in jam. The can. No, I keep I keep 124 FTX. Like somehow I got a hold of some law enforcement only ammo. So that's like what I keep in like the ready to rock. But then like I've got mags and subs. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I want to shoot far, I'm gonna grab my bolt gun.
1: Yeah, that's that's it for me too.
0: It's I do my jam.
1: Yeah, I just don't see gas guns as long range guns. I see them as. And they are, and certainly, like, uh, they people can, can do be good it with them. Yeah, they can so. do it. They can do it. But it's just, I feel like for me, you know, a good, like, a, a 5.56 five, is good on human type targets for, you know, precise shots in those, like, maybe a max of four or 500 yards. Like this is just me. I, you know, I've never been in the military. So a military guy can chime in, I'm sure, and tell me, ah, they're great out to whatever. That's fine. But just looking at the energy and the ballistics and the drop charts and just all the stuff and my particular testing of them and my ability to drive them accurately, 556 pretty much stops at like 400 yards for me kind of like mm-hmm. kind of like the 308 stops at 800 yards you know just hits that invisible wall and just drops straight to the ground <laughs> that happens that's it does uh, yeah. <laughs> i've seen it happen it's a ballistic phenomenon it is yeah um i think then if you're looking at a gas gun you got to step up to something like a 65 grendel or a 6 arc if you want the energy and the accuracy and the extra distance and that would bring it into you know the same kind of you could do a gas gun in 308 and get more distance out of there but then you're you're in those dmr roles then like, you might as well do a gas gun in six creedmoor six five creedmoor yeah anyway the dmr type role is like that that goes anywhere from say 100 yards out to let's say 600 yards yeah and i think that's where something like a 308 gas gun or a five grendel gas gun really shines
0: yeah If if that was my goal yeah Pretty accurate inside eight hundred, really accurate inside five hundred, I'd be like, Yeah, gas gun would do it. It'd be fine. You know? But Yeah. Inevitably I like to shoot further than that with yeah. any gun that I own. So yeah. why do it? The bolt gun's the better tool. Why would you choose
1: tripods a better tool. tripods why a better would you tool. Two
0: choose anything else this this is this is the joke of the day is the tripod it's is the, the joke better tool. of the whole time I live in Missouri let's <laughs> we'll just have our own match and that would be like a tripod only match tripod. no but it'll be a no bipod match no bipods you should, dude we could do something kind of fun with that I think we'll call it we'll call it the broken Harris match <laughs> broke, broke back Harris. say, hey, no bipods because you just climbed up to the top of a mountain and your hair is broke. (laughs) Yeah. I want to read the stage descriptions for that. That should be good. (laughs) I'll have to get Kanoyer to write them. Dude, he's over here telling me that it's... Some guy asked us if we were gay (laughs) up in the comments. Do you see that? It's your shirt. It's your fault. (laughs) It's because it's a rad shirt. I have a bright personality, Joel. Are these little more. It looks a little more like pink and saturated. These are Sasquatch, aren't they? They're like little hiker dudes. Do you even hike? Yeah, I hike. He's backpacking. I backpack. I backpack to the top of freaking Mount Rainier, bro.
1: I'm not impressed. Unless it, unless it was a winter ascent. I'm not impressed. It was a snow ascent with crampons. All right. C-R-A-M-P-O-N. It just, it didn't, it's not the... It's not the TAM? Yeah, I'm just yeah. making sure. Crampons. We have we have marines in the audience. We can't You got to be specific. Be, be Pacific? Yeah. Yeah. I did a bunch of I, when I lived in Colorado, man, like climbing 14ers. That was my game. I like it, dude. I really really like
0: mountain climbing, so. Did a ton. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to go on Well, I you're going to have to figure out some way to make
1: me lose weight then cuz right now my butt would get kicked up dude, there. Dude, let's just do it. The Big
0: hairy match. <laughs> yeah, Big hairy match. I think that we yeah. need to host a match, man. We keep talking about it. We, we should do, do it. it.
1: We should. gadston will let us do it. Yeah, he'll let us yeah. do it down there. Let's do Whatever. it. Again. Greg, Joel, Steph says it's not late. Tell that Emmer for it's nine thirty. That's late. I'm old. Steph, I'm old. Plus. You guys are always out before that, too. I see the pictures on Facebook. You can't lie to me. Both of you guys laying on the couch, dead to the world on your backs with a dog on your chest. That's it. That's all your Facebook posts are. I know the truth. <laughs> you can't You
0: can't fool me. You tell me it's only nine. Yeah, it's interesting just kind of how the colors change from the screen that we're, like, processing the video footage on versus, like... It's just like screens because your screen, my shirt looks pretty much how it looks. Yeah. But on this other screen, it does look like a strawberry. It's pretty bright, isn't it, over there? Yeah. This one looks good. Yeah, well, that's the raw one. Yeah, I don't know. I probably got some weird filter on this monitor.
1: Greg says, whatever match we hold, I'm in.
0: Yeah, I think we should do one. I think it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jason, on the gas gun for sniping I heard once that if you should shoot it once you should shoot it a bunch. The gas guns give you a much faster follow-up. See I don't know about that to be honest like you get in your fundamentals you gotta you gotta take your shot you're gonna press the trigger you're gonna hold it to the rear because of good follow-through you're gonna watch for your shot to impact target then you're gonna pull off the the trigger to reset to get ready for another follow-up shot. And I don't- faster. Than just
0: running the bolt and getting straight back on, you think? Yeah. So there was a video of one of the dudes. I mean, especially like, say you've got a, say you're running a troop line, right? Oh boy. Here in Missouri, this is gonna kick up a bunch
1: of, anyway, go ahead.
0: What's wrong with troop lines? There's a dude, a, just a
1: moron that lives here in Missouri has his own range. Nobody likes him. Nobody, oh, nobody shoots there. Yeah,
0: that. Mm. Kind yeah, of, we won't. this whole, won't go this that whole level, like the, troop the, line doing it. a rep, Lebanon thing. Yeah, yeah, that guy. But like you know, you anyway. have a gas gun, so you're just doing holdovers, right? And if like impacts don't matter, like I mean they matter as a sniper. Not that I, neither of us really know. Yeah, We're not we snipers. Have, yeah. But like in theory, like your impacts matter, but like speed on target probably matters more right so it's like yeah if you've got your dope card like on your gun and you've got a dude at 200 a dude at 400 a dude at 600 you just go bop 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 and like you're done yeah if you yeah if or bop bop, bop 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 three rounds on each of them certainly if you don't have to die you you know, know so your like hold over in, in but there's theory there's a lot of, like i think you could be faster with a gas gun certainly there's a lot of variables but i think i'm gonna hit my dudes more with my <laughs> so, bolt gun see the target dictates the need for precision though
1: and depending on where where the guy is and if he's moving how close he is the distance all that kind of stuff i don't know it's like at a closer range where you don't have to be as precise maybe the gas gun getting multiple targets off or more multiple shots off faster pays off i don't mm, i don't know i just have to think through it like i'm not a think on the spot kind of guy i have to
0: give some time yeah, Canoyer talking about his his match from Big Piney last weekend. Ten rounds, he finished it in 36 seconds. Kyl at six sixty two. Yeah, I saw that post. He so said like, but you yeah, were, that mean, was practice, boom.
1: right, Greg? You went out for practice, but yeah. Because like,
0: I think if you train a lot, you can. You're really fast on a bolt. Yeah. And I, I just don't know how much snipers train. Like, if they're not taking <clears throat> it upon themselves, I don't know either. But like, I'm fast on a bolt. <laughs> You know? Yeah. But like if you're one of the guys that's like, head off the gun, back on the gun, then <laughs> right. absolutely give that guy <laughs> right. give that guy semi-auto and yeah. let him go for it, you know? Um, keep your face on the gun, right, Phil? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Lovell says, I
1: thought it was a war poet shirt. That's funny. I don't think that's actually Mr. Lovell. Is it him? No, it's not. He can't. I don't think that's John. I think his is. I think his. Uh, what if is, he
0: has like a? What if he has a personal one? John
1: would not be watching me. I doubt it's John. John, if this is actually, if that's actually you, what class did I take from you recently, and where was it located? He'll know the answer if that's actually him. All right, that'd be uh, super cool if. If he was watching, yeah,
0: I'd be into that. I would be super <laughs> pleased with my night. If, if he was, actually. I mean, having Kanoyer on here is like a close. I second. mean, let's maybe be, even one step above. Let's be honest, John that, that guy is pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He has a, yeah, he's cool. Greg, I mean, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, okay.
1: I just want to make sure we're talking about the same yeah. person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So at the Gundy's Awards this year. Went went out to the Gundy's. I was doing some filming for uh, one of my clients. Actually, don't have their hat on today. Oh no! Um, Gunfighter Canyon. They were nominated for one of the one of the awards at Gundy's. So I went out there with them to uh, film them at Drive Tanks. Super cool place. bunch of old tanks and stuff. I want to drive tanks. Um, But anyway, Warrior Poet Society won one of the awards, and he actually wasn't there. Oh, weird, it was like a bummer. So they had like pre-recorded a video from him that oh. they played when he won it. So you know, it's still cool, but yeah, that's kind of fun. It's kind of bummer didn't get to, didn't get to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy. So during the
1: class, I took a one-day rifle class from him not that long ago, and uh, during the class, he had to. He would never do this. He he said this. He said as much. He's like, I would never do this to any class, but. This phone call that he got in the middle of class was from um, Shaquille O'Neal's, like, personal assistant uh-huh. trying to set up some training for Shaq. Oh, wow. That like, the next day. Huh. In fact, he had to, like, Bust out of class right when ours was over. Get taken to the airport so that he could fly out like immediately to go meet up with Shaquille.
0: I think O'Neal. I like Shaq more now. Yeah, not that I didn't like him Absolutely. before, but. well, it's just another one of those
1: celebrities that's actually like probably secretly gun friendly that can't say anything for fear of
0: losing yeah, their career. So they just don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a handful of those. Um, yeah, one of my, I mean, it's Gunfighter Canyon, but they've got a they've got a range <coughs> up in Page, Arizona. And just outside of Page is a is a place. It's a very like exclusive hotel. It's called Amangiri. Like most people haven't even heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like a celebrity status thing. Like rooms are I think three or four thousand bucks a night, and it's like it's pretty cool. But they get a lot of those high end clients that kind of come in and. Um, so I've got the guys that do the gun range, and then I've got another guy that does like slot canyon tours on like private land, mm-hmm. and he guides all sorts of really really highfalutin' celebrities.
1: That's cool. And he doesn't
0: care at all about who they are, you know. So he's yeah. like telling us some stories, like, "Oh yeah, I was down here with Brad and Angelina," you know, they came through. He's just like, whatever. He doesn't care about and all twelve of um, the orphan kids. <laughs> yeah. I set it up. There's loud. there's a lot of like pretty cool celebrities that not in a bad mood. can't be cool. Publicly, yeah, you know, for fear of ticking off, yeah, the really loud five percent of our country that doesn't yeah. like the stuff that we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's stupid.
1: Okay, we need to stop. Like full stop. Okay, full stop. We've got we've got sixty people on right okay. now. Okay, sixty people. Full stop here. I want to give away this swag pack, a bunch of cool stuff that we talked about early on. Uh,
0: I think we're good.
1: Okay. Yeah. You guys, thank you very much for, for watching tonight. And, uh, yeah, if you wanna if
0: you wanna join along. Let me see. Yeah, you need to jump over and if you wanna listen to more of the same kind of crap, but just a different <laughs> overall topic. If I switch here, I can, don't think it'll mess up the stream. So yeah, if I come here. You need to follow us over to Rex Allen Creative. And we're gonna be chatting for another. hour and a half.
1: Not yet. Gosh, tell that woman to hurry up. Well, actually, be careful, dude. I don't want you to tell her that. Tell her I said, hurry up. We got things to do. We want to know if this is a boy or a girl, and all ten to fingers and toes and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Okay. Right on. It's been real, guys. guys. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be around. It's the same Rex and Joel, just talking about cameras and yeah, creative stuff and business stuff and marketing and... Pretty much the same stuff, That's, just with a different spin on it. Yeah, so. a different spin. It'll be good. Anyway, the channel is called Rex Allen Creative. It'll be here on YouTube. It'll be on my personal Facebook page, Rex Allen. It'll be on what's the other? Oh, Twitch. It'll be on Twitch too. So, see you on all the things. It's been fun. Appreciate you. Yep. Take it easy. I'm gonna shut it off here, I think. Next week. Bye. Eight thirty. Eight or <laughs> eight thirty. Eight.